You're listening to Biscuit Dough Radio. We tell the stories that nobody asked for. So you don't have to. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Biscuit Dough Radio. Uh, I, I was waiting for you what? to interrupt me again. I, I love it. Where we tell the stories that nobody asked for, so you don't Hi. have to. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, anyway, we got a super fun uh, app this week because uh, we always have a super fun app, and we're excited to uh, dive into all of these awesome submissions from you guys this week. Uh, lots of interesting ones, and I'm. I think, I think I'm feeling funny today. I don't know if that's going to come across. Maybe it's just in my own head, but I think we've got some good ones. And I also feel a bit adventurous. I think I'm going to try some of the ones that uh, we've <laughs> we've since steered clear from. Um, but uh, anyway, I'm Matt, and you are Chris. Yes, it's me. It, it me. me. <laughs> And we are joined by our new friend and awesome uh, filmmaker, Sean Manos. Hi, Sean. Hello. Hello. Greetings. What is up? What it is? <laughs> uh, Sean is a, a filmmaker um, uh, local to Cleveland, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, at least in terms of doing film. I'm originally from New York City, but yeah, um, in terms of the film stuff, yeah, definitely. Here, yeah, you Sean can tell about What's that? What, what the hell are you doing here then? <laughs> uh, yeah, you can tell you can tell by the accent. Um, yeah, no, um, no, my parents were actors, and uh, so they went to New York to pursue the dream. And uh, once I accidentally came along, they uh, kind of figured <laughs> this is probably not the best uh, place to raise a kid. So uh, they naturally had two more, and then they moved here. So nice. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, this this is uh, this is fun. Um, yeah, we're we're uh, we're just trying to to explore some of these awesome prompts, and I know that you've gotten the chance to look at a few of them. But uh, for those of you, I actually had somebody tell me this week. Uh, they were like, "Now I know you know these. You, you practice these prompts before you guys make these movies." And I'm like, "No, no, it's entirely improv." And I was like, "The fact that you said that though is like the highest compliment because." <laughs> We we make the worst movies, and if you think we thought those out beforehand, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, f I feel like planning we could do a lot better. <laughs> God, I hope I'm, so. I'm flattered. <laughs> yeah, actually, I don't know if I'm more flattered or if I'm actually insulted because if this is the best they think we can do, that's, you think that's the extent of my practice. <laughs> um. So, Sean, to to give you um, a little space to to figure out how this works, um, we are going to go ahead first, and we'll let you listen to our bullshit, and then okay. you, you can come up with something and put us to shame, I'm sure. Uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, uh, Chris, I'm going to pick one for you this week to no, start off. You. No, no, is that not how it's gonna work? <laughs> all right. Um, again, thank you to all you that submitted. Um, there are actually a few more that I didn't get a chance to update this, but um, this is more than enough right now. So, what's wrong um, with you, dude? I, you know what? I'm working a lot and I'm rehearsing mm -hmm. for that play that we talked about last mm -hmm. session. 
I don't even know mm-hmm. if it's called a play. I don't know. Drama, something uh, or another. A um a Yes. Remote play. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> um so this week uh we got a submission from our, our good friend and the, the artist who drew our logo, actually, um, Robin. And uh your prompt, Chris, is Club Penguin. Oh no. So <laughs> let's see a good movie with the prompt club penguin. Thanks again, Robin. Okay. The whole thing's going to take place in the game club penguin. Okay. And it's like, uh, you know, one of the penguins goes into an area and says they're feeling lonely. So, um, another penguin comes up and they're like, I'll be your friend. And they go around, they play the games and stuff, do whatever you do on club penguin. And um, everything seems fine, but then the person logs off and gets back on the next day, <clears throat> and their new friend is there waiting for them, and they they say, where were you? I've waited all night. Oh, no. <laughs> and uh, it just keeps going like that, where, where the person's like reluctantly like, oh, okay, I guess I'll play another day with you. And uh, every day, the, the, the friend is becoming more and more kind of questionable about their approach towards them, like a little bit aggressive until the last shot that the person who's playing is sitting there at the computer and like the camera pans away from the screen to them sitting there and the door behind them opens and the person, uh, a person walks to the door and says, now I want to play in real life. Oh god! And then it cuts to black. <laughs> I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna say a, a giant fucking penguin is in the door. <laughs> I thought about that, but uh... <laughs> so isn't there? A, so isn't there a movie where like the guy's GPS falls in love with him or some shit? Have oh, you seen her. that? Her. Her. Yeah. <laughs> That's a real thing. Yeah, I'm. I'm getting that that feel to it. What's that, Sean? That was one of the most unintentionally funny movies I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Dad's about to just have sex with his phone. <laughs> and then he becomes the Joker. <laughs> what an arc. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I'm going to have to watch that now. That sounds yeah, yeah. like a very interesting thing. So that's the feel that I'm getting, like like child on the internet, like way too early. Club Penguin's like a kids game thing, right? It's like yeah, but mostly people from like 4chan and stuff use it. Oh, okay, so it's like dark web. Wow. Nah, no, it's just a place where people go and uh, uh, try to uh, mentally abuse children because they're awful and hate themselves. Wow. Oh. <laughs> yeah, 4chan checks out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think they closed it a couple times because they're like, there's like, there's like predators and people out here messing with children and like, but it's, I think it's still up for some reason. Uh, what's what's that Hanson guy's name? Chris Hanson. Uh, Chris Hanson. Does he, does he have a Club <laughs> Penguin account? <laughs> I need to look into it, but apparently he's not. On the up and up with the way he does things, either. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! He's he, he was he was doing like an investigative thing on some YouTuber, and all of a sudden it disappeared, and it's because of he was like manipulating people in some way or something. 
and like yeah, yeah like know. inviting them to have sex with yeah. children and yeah. then catching them oh, in the come act. sit down <laughs> yeah <laughs> what the see. fuck's wrong with you <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah so so child gets online makes a friend I, <laughs> I we got to steer clear of people getting sucked into computers because if we're going to keep making every film where somebody nobody gets sucked into a computer no no no, no. out of the computer <laughs> <laughs> now well, this, uh, is a, this is a common thing with your prompts is getting sucked into computers yeah computers well, tvs whatever or or danik the what was the what was this the power hog what was his name the sonic the hedgehog that you said came out of the uh, Blonic the fast hog. Yeah, Blonic the fast hog <laughs> came up out of the TV and slapped a kid in the head. I don't know where we're going with this, but he now you he put the blast processing in the back of the kid's head so he could run fast. That's right. Uh, yeah, I like it. I I can see um, I can see the camera angles, and I can definitely see like it's a lot of following the eyes. You know, you the camera pans in on the kid's eyes that they're scanning the screen, and then couple of mouse clicks and stuff and then uh the next day there's probably even some some drama in the midst of that because the kid's spending like way too much time on club penguin you know like you develop the relationship with this penguin and uh what, ha- <laughs> what happened to- <laughs> what happened to the mom in this though like there is no it's just i just think it, like it's only a shot of club penguin and the activities until the camera pulls away shows the door open behind the kid and the person walking in. It's all penguins until that human chat. <laughs> it's, very- <laughs> it's, a, it's a very Charlie Brown feel. There's just no parents anywhere. Children of corn. <laughs> there's, no, there's, yeah. there's no children mostly. There are no parents mostly. You just sit in your room on your computer and you're just like, Stay away, mom. I'm playing with my penguins. <laughs> I'm going to steal that now. Amber's gonna, <laughs> Amber's gonna come in and she's gonna knock on my office door and be like, <laughs> "My penguin, I'm playing with my penguins." <laughs> Classic masturbation <laughs> joke. I love it. Um, oh, right. is that what that was? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't act like you don't know. All right. Um, don't act like you ain't punched the penguin or two in your day. <laughs> <laughs> Punch the penguin. <laughs> <laughs> god damn it all right uh so uh torture me give me something good <laughs> torture me daddy uh, <laughs> uh, very gonna, sexual uh, energy to this episode yeah i like the masochism here this is really nice i'm feeling, feeling pretty good yeah <laughs> you're right at, you're right at home here sean yeah no this is great it's cold outside you know it's almost as predatory as the baby it's cold outside song you know (laughs) (laughs) all right i'm I'm gonna hit you with the shame game okay what's that i don't know it's the tyler's prompt shame game oh well see that would have helped if you had told me who it came from Well, I was waiting for you. I was just, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I was trying to make it more conversational. So I'd just be like, this one's from our viewer and longtime friend, Tyler. It's the shame game. God, I wish you would introduce every one of them like that. Uh, and now. Ah, uh, yeah. So Tyler, thank you for the submission of shame game. Uh, I apologize for what I'm about to do to this, but uh so the camera pans in and we see Tyler um, and. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Tyler. You're in this one. 
and uh tyler is is at school and there's this new game going around that the kids are doing similar to like you know um hot hands or uh uh, that that's what they call it, right? Where you like slap the person's hand and you try not to get slapped, kind of thing. What, I don't what know are, what you're talking about. What are some children's games that they play? Mm, on, I don't know. I, have, I, have, I haven't been a child Rubber in a long time. Rochambeau. Yeah, it's Rochambeau, and uh, nice, yeah. nicely done. Thank you, and. Uh, <laughs> The, it's like sweeping the the school recess uh, playground and stuff. Kids are all over there playing it and stuff. And so we get a little bit of exposition where somebody's like, yo, you playing shame today? And they're like, no, I'm not playing shame. That game is for chumps. And and Tyler is is like this. Wait, wait, is, is Tyler a kid? Is this like a group of children? Yeah. And Tyler's a kid in this one. What children say this game's for chumps? <laughs> <laughs> are these like are these like kids from like the fifties? No, oh, you're a chump, huh? <laughs> you square? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's nineteen fifties, back when shame wasn't a thing. And uh No, it wasn't. <laughs> so um yeah, we, we see nineteen fifties child Tyler, uh who is he's got, he's got like like overalls and like a little tattered like taxi driver hat. Yes. You know the kind of hat. I can't think of what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> the taxi drivers always wear them. <laughs> way, way to stereotype. All right, yeah, so um, he's got his little hat, and it's all ruffled and stuff, and he's just kind of sitting there listening to all these conversations go around him and stuff of all these kids, and uh, and he's, like, practicing something with his hands and everything, um, and we come to find out that he's, like, this prodigy at this game that they call Shame, and the rules of the game are are cryptic and uh basically you play this game and if you lose the the entire school hears about it and you're you're basically like put to shame like you know winning this thing becomes like everything that the kids are obsessed with and it, it becomes very destructive within the environment of the school for those that are not winners of the shame game and, like, I don't know how it would look. It's probably a game where, like, there's a circle of children and they have to... I, I like, I want it to be something like Truth or Dare, almost. But but the stakes are much higher because your entire reputation rests on this... on winning this game. Um, Maybe that's it. Maybe, like, you have to expose in order to win, you have to expose like your deepest regrets or something like that. And then it's like really digging into the psyche of children. And some of the things are really crazy. And maybe Tyler has something in his past. That's like really shameful that he's done. And like, but it's like reverse. So if you did the worst thing, what have you done, Tyler? <laughs> yes. <laughs> if, if you, that's, but that's how you win. Like you expose this crazy terrible thing that you've done or whatever and oddly enough that's what wins the game and the people shame the other people for not doing something terrible and uh so the the game is all about that but tyler did something oh real bad like maybe <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe tyler is like he still plays club penguin and that's like nice <laughs> oh my god tyler is the 
was the friend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the sequel to Club Penguin in the same universe. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's and, him dealing with it with what he did after he did it. <laughs> yeah, we see the flashback of him and his penguin outfit. <laughs> the and... flashback to fifty years in the future. It's <laughs> modern day. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah there's this this game and they they play through this game and and like you can see like as tyler's walking down the hall after lunch or whatever getting ready for recess you can see like one of the kids is wedgied up onto a locker and they were apparently like one of the losers of the shame game because because like that maybe those are the stakes like if you don't have anything to be ashamed of then they they put you in a place where you feel really embarrassed and like if you have nothing to be ashamed of, they shame you. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And, uh, and then when Tyler reveals that he is indeed, uh, I don't know, a murderer or a predator of some kind, then he, the uh, penguin massacre. Yeah. The penguin club penguin massacre. He clubbed a penguin. That's what it is. And, Mm. uh, (laughs) it was more, it was more acceptable in the (laughs) fifties. Everybody's doing as it. were many things. <laughs> as were many things. Yep. They they sold them like TVs and stuff like that. You had like a guy on the sales floor who's like, "What's it gonna take for me to send you home with this penguin?" <laughs> go ahead, and, go ahead and club it. Commercials for like baby penguins. Like, grow your own penguin so you can beat it once it comes of age. <laughs> Oh my god. This is a very problematic movie that we're making. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. It's so just me... it's just a period piece. <laughs> this is an accurate depiction of the 50s. You know, you were there. And uh and so when when Tyler reveals this this detrimental key moment in his past, uh it it puts the whole school to shame. Everybody's like, oh man, nobody's as bad as Tyler is. Nobody did that and stuff. And he, he becomes like the king of the castle. But at the same time, everybody's like afraid of him. Like they don't, they, they like feel uncomfortable with what he did. You know, like you get like a group of bullies together. You can imagine like they brag about the, the bad stuff they did. Like, oh, I wedgied this dude. And the other one's like, I stole this kid's lunch money. And then you get that one bully who comes in and is like, I killed that kid and his entire family. And they're like, whoa, (laughs) Jerry, you took it too far. (laughs) But like, nobody wants to say it because they're just going to get killed too or whatever. So there's this weird tension amongst everybody. Um, And then Chris Hansen walks in and is like, gotcha, finally. And he, cause he's in the (laughs) fifties and And uh, he's like 10 years old. (laughs) (laughs) You think that Chris Hansen was born in the 40s? <laughs> oh Jesus. Chris Hansen right now is like 80 years old, you know, or whatever. Anyway. I can't do, I can't do math right now. I just work for eight hours. So anyway, that's uh that's kind of this idea and stuff. And and you know, the ultimate truth is that no game of shaming him can make him feel any more ashamed than he does of himself. And he cries a single tear, and that's the end of the movie. That's what I got for you. I'm tapping out. Beautiful. I'd green light it. What a sad, yeah. beautiful story. I would green light the shit out of that. I've seen worse things get into Sif. <laughs> Again, I don't know if that's a compliment or if I should be sad about it. 
No, it's great. <laughs> I don't green light everything. In fact, I don't green light much of anything at all. <laughs> I am honored. Um, okay, so I'm going to go ahead and pick one for you, Sean. All right, let's see how this and, goes. <laughs> and we'll give you the floor. You can come up with something really fun. So um, this, this submission came from our good friend, Joe. All right. And the prompt that I'm going to select is, uh, hmm, Chicks Dig Scars Saw Edition. Chicks Dig Scars Saw Edition. Okay. <laughs> well, that's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. So... Wow, there's a couple different things you can kind of do go with this. You can actually have literal baby chicks that are small enough to fit on <laughs> a human skin and they actually dig scars out. And this is how <laughs> and, and and this is how scars come to be, right? So a kid falls down on the playground. And the chicks just wake up. They're like the underpan gnomes in, so in South Park or something. It's like, all right, back to okay. We got a we got a two two inch here. Chicks, get to work. Get to work. I don't I don't know why they sound like fifties newsies. Maybe you've got <laughs> no. in my head, but we're just gonna say that these baby chickens sound like fifties newsies. And there's a theme like, here tonight. <laughs> we're just we're just like I don't know. Chris Hansen sent us. We're we're <laughs> so so they so they dig and they dig and they dig. And they properly dig a two-inch scar, and that's kind of the basis of this universe. Well, one of these chicks isn't pulling his weight, and he's been kind. Of, there's there's little teams here. There's a team on the leg. There's a team on the other leg. There's a team on the one arm. There's there's different teams for different parts of the body of chicks who dig scars. So you've got like a head team. Say you bump your head or, or scrape your head. This team of of baby microscopic chicks actually with their shovels dig out a, a head scar, right? So so we're on the on the left leg here, and one of the chicks isn't pulling their right. He's somebody's brother. He got on the team because he was a legacy, and he's just not doing it. He he never wanted to be a scar digger in the first place. You know, he wanted to be I don't know. We'll just call it a, a famous actor or something. You know, but in this. Uh, but in this world, you, you, you don't get to follow your dreams. You do what we tell you to do. You have to dig these scars out, and you need to, and you need to make uh, this, this child's existence worthwhile by adding some depth and meaning to it so that if he were to fall and hurt his knee and a scar didn't pop up, this kid would question his entire existence and probably have an existential crisis at an early age and probably die poor and lonely. You know, like the rest of the millennial generation, probably. Yeah, the so, stakes are the stakes are high here, is what we're right. Getting at. So it's like, like, look, we bought a spot. Your father bought you a spot under this team. You're going to do it. So one, one, uh, so so one night, uh, this this dumb kid, uh, falls is is a sleepwalker, and uh, he naturally has a lot of accidents. So these chicks have to work quite a lot. So he gets out of bed in the middle of sleepwalk and he smashes his leg against the side of the bedpost. He wakes up, he's crying, and he looks down and he's expecting there to be a really big scar because he cut it wide open because the sides of the bed 
are really, really sharp because their his parents just don't care, and you're just <laughs> you're just gonna have these sharp bed edges because it's the 1950s, right? And <laughs> they didn't care about safety, and they didn't have regulations, and you just ate lead, and it was just so. So that's why he probably cut his leg on the side of the bed. So so he looks down, expecting to see this gaping wound. And the gaping wound starts to appear. Now the chicks are, are getting ready. They're seeing how big this wound is getting because it's still kind of spreading. And it was like, okay, this one's a three-inch, or this one's an all-timer. This one's going to be there for the rest of his life. He's going to be looking down in his 30s and 40s. Be like, how, really, how did you get that? It's like, oh, funny story about my sleepwalking. These chicks have it all in the brain. They're all ready to make that legacy work for the kid. And they look over. And he's missing the chick that doesn't want to be there. He's missing. He's run away. And there's this frantic crisis as they try to find this chick. And they know that he can't, he can't, they can't dig this scar without this guy here. They rely on him. He's a, he's an idiot. He's, he doesn't want to be there. His head's not in the game, but he's never actually not shown up for work before. And they can't find him. And it's a, uh, and it's, and it's a bad scenario where the, the scar ends up being, one inch instead of three inches because this chick is not pulling his weight. And the kid looks down and he sees that a scar <laughs> the size that should have formulated did not formulate. He stops crying and he just kind of looks over and he goes, well, that's fucking weird. And he just lays back down and goes to sleep. <laughs> and that's the end of the story. <laughs> classic classic <laughs> film you know his parents are off punching the penguin somewhere that's and, right and i <laughs> mom's mom's punching dad's penguin <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of punching going on in the 50s that's for sure the cleveland browns lose <laughs> probably not a really good domestic scenario going on <laughs> oh, so, so what i want to see is i want to see this um this derelict penguin. I want to see this penguin who who is defected. Rather, um, uh, I penguin, want to not see... penguin. It's a chick. Um, dude, it I got penguin. penguin on the line. <laughs> it could be a penguin. Chick. Those are. That's kind of an accidental thing that we can keep in this universe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, all I can think about is punching my penguin when this is over, guys. I'm sorry. Um, um, I'm two loads in, gents. <laughs> I got a hot date with a beak. <laughs> just, you just start hearing kids just smashing their knees on the side. I'm like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> the penguin's popping. <laughs> That's oh, right. Oh, God. So, so here's here's my only thing. Yeah. Uh, what we we have to address the saw edition because yeah, we I we think like you could just ha like just have really grotesque like scenes of the of the chicks cutting out the scars like yeah, just do like weird Dutch angles and like grainy filters over it while there's like blood spraying up on the screen and everything. That's I your like solid that. part. Like <laughs> just was... every so often, it just cuts to that. <laughs> so the saw edition would mean that this is instead of kind of a lighthearted kind of oh, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's light. Well, now it's lighthearted, and then ten percent just weird experimental like violence. <laughs> <laughs> well, the saw edition can be that they have only a certain amount of time to dig this out, you know, so they're up against the clock. And you know, maybe a chick gets killed if they don't, if they don't, uh, if they don't, if they don't reach their goal in time. So naturally, this chick's gonna probably get killed really quickly. 
um, in this kind of really suspenseful kind of sequence. And the, and the kid who has no idea this is going on, this is kind of an Osmosis Jones kind of scenario. And, uh, and yeah, I guess that'd be how we, how we make this, uh, how we, how we implement the saw prompt in there. Cause I was going so deep in the left field on this thing. I completely yeah. forgot about that. <laughs> it was beautiful. <laughs> I just, I just want to see, I want to see the, the, um, the chick that ran away. Um, so, so devastated by the abuse of its of its lineage you know it didn't want to do this it, it never wanted to do this uh that it becomes the big bad and in, it it defects and instead of repairing and digging scars it actually goes into a saw-like motion of actually causing pain for people like yeah. you know you you want to play a game and they 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 go full bad guy on it and they start causing the injuries and so it's like making too much work for the other chicks because they just can't keep up with this, this really I like dis- it. disturbed chick. I so like it. So my, so my version was the first three episodes of the ten episode miniseries, <laughs> and what happens then is <laughs> the chick gets found out, and then and then uh, and then turns into this big just monster, and he one by one starts taking out the rest of the the members of his team and all the while more and more scars don't f- formulate on this kid's left leg and he just can't figure it out <laughs> his, his wounds just heal without scars and he's like no one's gonna think i'm a badass now we we cut to the right. future where like 50 year old this this kid is a 50 year old and looks down at his perfectly not misshapen body and is like I have people no stories him. to tell. <laughs> people, people keep calling him smooth. Well, in the existential crisis comes back. It comes back in the form of this guy just keeps just at parties, just kind of just sawing his legs. Like, see, no scar. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing Everyone happens. I don't know of, what's wrong. <laughs> everyone's just kind of, huh, weird flex, but all right. <laughs> I think I'm a god. Because that's, that's become his entire identity. <laughs> So, like, generally speaking, those like so in the in the um, in the fiction of this world, scars appear moments after the injury is is accrued. So, like, this guy just right, yeah. So that's another healing. superpower. <laughs> yeah, he gets another superpower. This kid's got. He's basically Wolverine, and <laughs> and he just kind of just heals super quick, or maybe it's yeah, just it super quick in the chicks. <laughs> Right, or maybe just in the chick's kind of point of view, it's super quick, but time kind of is, is a little bit different in their world versus the real world. So we're now kind of getting into a science fiction kind of just time <laughs> kind of like time is relative kind of thing where it's instantaneous when it comes to the chicks, but we're really talking about weeks in the normal world. Now we're now we're going into a whole nother <laughs> version of left field here. And then very and then... tenant level. This yeah, this kid grows up to join the M Night Shyamalan universe of superheroes because he just is constantly repairing. So you've got you know, you've got Glass, you've got uh, Unbreakable, right. you've, you've got um, whatever that other one is, and now you've got uh, Scarless, <laughs> and now you've got Scar Man. Oh well, you are a natural, Sean. Great job with uh, with handling that difficult prompt. Oh, geez. 
Um, so uh, now's the part in the uh, episode where we go ahead and take time to uh, thank the sponsors of the show, uh, but we don't have any, so we won't thank anyone. Um, but, Someone sponsor yeah. us or yeah. send us to people to sponsor us. Yes, because we could just make up sponsors. Yeah, um, we're uh, Bumblebread. Thank you for sponsoring Bumblebread. Bu- <laughs> <laughs> Bumblebread. Why aren't you're you eating it? <laughs> Is your tender life not going your way? Try bumble bread. The curls pick you. Where does the bread come from? You'll find out. Uh, hey, you. Hey, you. What's your mouth full of? Fuck you. It's not bumble bread. That's right. And, no, and if it's you... a hinge bread. Yeah, no one's heard of. If you go also to bumble... brought to you by I have. Drug Lords Against Drunk Driving. <laughs> if you go to bumblebread.com it's not worth it Holmes use the coupon code <laughs> biscuit dough uh, you can get a fistful of bumblebread <laughs> okay. that's right go, go to the counter and say I want me bumblebread and a man will just drop it on the counter <laughs> good god no one's ever going to sponsor us with that all right I disagree. I think that this is a really good. Uh, I think this is a really good incentive. It's like, haha, these guys really take advertising pretty seriously. <laughs> All right, everybody else at Coca Cola, let's let's give these guys fifty thousand dollars and see how they do. All right, hold on. I'm going to bumblebread.com and see what that is. Yeah, let's buy that domain and make it uh, link back to our. Uh, well, we don't have a website. Okay, it's it's SoundCloud wrapper. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bumblebread.com Bumble. is available, so I think somebody should buy that. Chris, get on there and buy uh, that domain for us, and we will we will use that as our. All right, uh, I'll, I'll do it with, uh, once we get these uh, this revenue from Bumblebread. Yeah, once Bumblebread finishes, uh... I'm, I've been waiting for them to pay us, but they still haven't done it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh goodness! All right, so uh, this is um, this is your opportunity to get back at us. Uh, Chris is up next, but Sean, you can pick uh, a prompt for Chris to go ham on. So, all right, so let's see. So we we covered Robin, we covered Tyler, and now we've covered Joe. Um, so I guess we'll go. Uh, I guess we'll kind of go up the line here to James. Shout out to James or Jimmy or just James. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> those are the options yeah so uh we'll just go with the loan prompt here biennial <sighs> single word biennial thank you jame for submitting that okay okay hmm what could take place every other year uh <laughs> the simpson ox no I'm thinking about, but there's that, there's that, uh, Randy Quaid movie where. Oh, you're off to a good start right now. He's a cockroach person. I was thinking about like people that like shed their human skin and turn into cockroach people every two years, but there's a Randy Quaid movie like that. Uh, Aren't the, um, wait, aren't the. Before he went crazy or 
No, but I mean, was wasn't he always kind of on the hinge? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but not like I'm gonna go to Canada and declare war on the government and crazy. But now, now he just like reads uh, twit, uh Trump Twitter posts. With oh, his, his face guy's in office. He's probably good now. <laughs> no, he hates him. <laughs> oh, does he? Oh, yeah. He, he puts like a strobe light on his face and reads his uh, tweets in like really dramatic way to make him seem like he's ridiculous. Wow. Imagine being Dennis Quaid. It's like, wow, man. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't get whatever he had. <laughs> he could just, we just flash back to Dennis and Randy hanging out, and Randy's just drinking uh, like antifreeze. And, uh, <laughs> and they're like, that's right. Hey, assholes, I'm back. <laughs> Randy, that's really going to fuck you up sometime down the line, buddy. You should really? probably stop doing that. I told you the antifreeze can't hear you. Stop announcing yourself to it. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Uh, aren't, um, what are those things called? Cicadas? Aren't those biennial? Don't they like, uh. Every like uh, it's I think it's like every other year they have like a a big. I don't know about bugs. Well, I look like okay. a bugologist. <laughs> yes. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so let's see a quick Google search. Let's see. It says that uh, examples of biennial plants are common of the onion family, including leeks. <laughs> Some members of the cabbage family. It Black eyes, whatever the fuck that is. Sweet William and some hollyhocks. <laughs> Sweet William's biannual return. <laughs> 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 all right, all right, here we go. Sweet William's return. All right, so there's a, small, the there's a small, there's a small town, um, and like every two years, a man named Sweet William appears, and he uh, he throws he throws vegetables at the at all the children as he passes by. Uh, and they all cheer. They, they love it's, it. It's like Gandalf returning to uh, Bad <laughs> <Yeah>. M. <laughs> Everyone gets together and laughs in slow motion as he walks by. And he's like throwing treats at them and fireworks are going off. And um, uh, about one year, Sweet William doesn't show up. Uh, <laughs> no. Well, one, one second year because it's biannual. Yeah. But, uh, uh, everyone's like, what the fuck happened? Sweet William was supposed to be here today. Um, so they uh, they send out a little search party, and the search party finds uh, a boot belonging to Sweet William. I imagine he's like old and gray, and like he has a big bushy uh, gray beard with like the black at the at the like at the start of it, you know, like the gradient in it. Yeah, and like a long gray wizard's cloak with like a big. Piece no, I was thinking just like just like a big trench coat, like a a big like lime, uh, not lime green, no, uh, like olive green trench coat, like yeah, big big uh, big rubber boots. He, he looked like <laughs> he looked like, like, like a basically basically he's a magical homeless man <laughs> that everyone loves in this town. He looks like the shovel guy from uh, Home Alone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but he throws he throws vegetables at kids <laughs> every two years. But uh the icy go... stare. What was that Sean? <laughs> the icy stare. Yes. <laughs> they uh they, they go looking for him, they find his boot, and uh as they keep going they find like little tatters of his uh jacket and start finding like beard clumps of beard hair sitting on the ground. And they're like, What the fuck is going on? Uh, something happened to Sweet William. 
so they uh they like they they follow it all down into like a little uh uh sewer runoff area where um oh oh my we're getting some interference sean uh-oh <laughs> I think we're hearing double of Chris's sweet William voice. <laughs> uh, but they 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 find a little uh, sewer runoff, and they go down into it, and they find like a big pod, and um, the pod's like kind of translucent, and they look through it, and they see sweet William inside the pod, but he, all of his like skin and hairs come off, and he's just like. A muscle being sitting inside there, and they they're like, "Oh well, that's weird." Okay, well, I guess we'll go report this back. And by the time they tell the people at town, uh, Sweet William comes walking into town. Only now he looks young and rejuvenated, and he's called Sweetest William. And <laughs> now I'm out of ideas, so that's the end of it. <laughs> and that is how we got Sweetest Day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so stop asking all of you people who are not God from Northeastern Ohio. I don't want I don't want to explain it again. I'm not gonna tell you twice. <laughs> it's all about Sweet William and his biannual return. <clears throat> yeah. I I like this picture, but like what I it, I want it to be where the kids find Sweet William in like a an onion pod. Like they find this. It, they the way that they found him was the the plant what do they call those like the leaves i guess the shoots were sticking out these large shoots and when they get down underneath they can see that they're connected to that onion pod and that's why he was constantly throwing those uh vegetables at them and stuff because he was actually just trying to germinate and he was he was trying to reproduce <laughs> <laughs> he would just throw them and mumble like, <laughs> but he was just telling them to plant those. <laughs> and everyone's like, yay, he's back. <laughs> the harvest has come in. <laughs> the harvest of Sweet William. Rated R. <laughs> Sweet William's harvest is here. <laughs> you could totally even like the harvest of Sweet William, like that could just go to many different just ways. Just kind of just... <laughs> it's like he's standing in front of a porn theater with his trench coat. It's like he's harvest of Sweet William. <laughs> a leak in one a, a leak in one hand and his penguin in the other. <laughs> 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 and it's just this poor prostitute wearing nothing but a scarecrow hat. Sweet William's walking out just with an extra pitch in his giddy up. <laughs> Best um, 50 bucks I ever spent. <laughs> uh, he gave her he gave her the bulb. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, <laughs> we're making some good time here guys so uh i think we've got uh we're gonna get through two more movies so chris uh why don't you why don't you pick me out a good movie pick me out a piece of that kit kat bar um Ding. i'm gonna hit you with bob's pleasantries <laughs> 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 that just writes itself. <laughs> Good old Bob's pleasantry. Oh, that's a layup right there. Uh, 
Yep, and I'm going to lay it up right into the trash. Here we go. Uh, pleasantries. Um, I want to shy away from some of the stuff that we talked about in our, our Halloween up, but I kind of get this feeling of like, like <clears throat> maybe it takes place on a cul-de-sac where uh, all of the people constantly just like exchange pleasantries, you know, and it's got that weird eerie feel to it where every conversation had is very superficial. There's not very much um, depth or severity to the conversations that people are having. Like basically like, Hey, how's it going? Oh, you know, working hard, hardly working kind of thing. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> so these, <laughs> these conversations never really go anywhere further than that. Um, that is until uh, a, a new family moves in um, to this cul-de-sac and these this new person we'll we'll just call them our protagonist we'll call them bob and uh <laughs> bob and and his family move into this nice little suburban town and they they introduce themselves to the nearby people here um but the problem is is that they're a little bit too curious about what's going on like instead of just exchanging the normal pleasantries they're like upsetting the system that's been developed here by saying like, Oh, so what do you do for a living? And, Oh, that's really interesting. Maybe we should get together and do this instead. And, uh, the people are not into that. They, they do not know what to do with this level of scrutiny. And so for the first time ever, they, they call a meeting of the houses and everybody gets together and they try to, um, they try to devise a plan to, get bob and his new family to move back out so they can go back to the status quo but they find it increasingly difficult because they can only speak in pleasantries so they can't actually formulate <laughs> they can't actually formulate a plan because they get together and they're like so how are you good how are it's you like, i'm doing great <laughs> there's a shot of like a highly detailed note written down that someone's like sitting in front of and they pick it up and carry it outside and walk up to someone and they just look down at the note and look back up and say, Oh, have a nice night. You can see them shaking, like, I just want to say this. Everyone no, everyone's standing around the table like it's some sort of like war council. And they're they, they've been working over this and slaving over this map. And uh the they task one of the people with delivering this message to bob and his family and they go and they knock on the door and bob opens the door and he's like oh hey how's it going what's the matter you look like something's wrong and the guy looks down at the paper and looks back up at bob and just says some weather we're having huh and that's the end of, <laughs> that's the end of the movie <laughs> like, <laughs> I like <this> is... <laughs> uh. You know, and it's it's heady because it, it, it touches on suburban culture and and the, uh, you know, the guys and gals next door or whatever, um, like mentality of keeping our our suburbs the way that we want them to stay when in reality, it's all just a facade. All right. That's it. And that's that's what I got for you. It's a heady one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so I'm going to pick for you, Sean. And uh, I want you to know, uh, as I often say, this is the last movie of the ep, so there's no pressure at all. Just make sure it's a good one. 
Good, um, great. Let me do a couple bumps here and uh, <laughs> I'll get the. <laughs> they don't know if I'm kidding. Hello. <laughs> so we're gonna take we're gonna take a minute to give you a chance to do that. <laughs> Woo! All right. <laughs> All right. Um. Here we go. The prompt that I'm selecting for you, uh, again, comes from our good friend, Joe. Joe, thank you so much. You are always coming through for us, sending in your ridiculous prompts that are amazing. Uh, this is a movie based on the prompt, My Life in a Book Bag. My Life in a Book Bag. Okay. <laughs> um, I hate to I hate to do it twice, but I'm thinking miniatures again. <laughs> um, I mean, in a book bag, it has to be right. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> I mean, I, if you want to take it literally, you you live in a book bag, or it could be like everything in your life is in this book bag. I don't oh, know. okay. If we want to get like sentimental with it, yeah, okay. Um, all right. Well, let's see. Um, now it's more fun to go miniatures. <laughs> <laughs> you know, after that bump, I'm just going to go ahead and talk about miniatures again. Yeah. <laughs> in a world where everything is in a book bag. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's see. So, so we're in a book bag, and it is a... Uh, all right. So it's a book bag that's been passed down, right? So this is a hand-me-down book bag. So... So, so this has gone through the family. So, so you got a family. You got like eight kids. They're basically Irish Catholic. They just they, they the kids are raising each other, and so you've got okay. this book bag. You've got this book bag that keeps getting passed down, right? And 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 so it finally reaches the last one. It finally reaches the last kid, and all of the school supplies are just really just worn down all of the pencils are just they're basically nubs at this point the school books are down to the last couple pages because they're a poor irish catholic family and they haven't really bought anything new if unless they really needed it so all these school supplies are super just just raggedy and we're down to the last kid in the family that they know of so far it's irish catholic so his name is probably <laughs> there's a lot of kids probably, they don't know about <laughs> yeah right his his name is Where probably the fuck did that one come from <laughs> right his name is probably patrick and so and so and so the con so so the beings inside of this book bag they're oh, we're going miniatures are they've they've aged with the book bag right so so you've got the the pencils are alive it's like toy story here but the pencils are old the 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 books are old it's kind of like brave little toaster but the the context they're all just they're, they know they're on their last legs they know that this is their last shot they get to go to school one more time and this is like a third grade book bag right so it's not like the book bag is just going they get a new book bag every year right so this is like the third grade book bag or something like that or the third slash fourth grade so 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 these 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 contexts of the book bag are just they they know this is their last shot they can't let little patrick down they know they're not going to get another shot at it but they know they don't work as well as they used to this pencil it, the, the the particular pencil who's just the last number two pencil left in a group of eight this guy is is the only one left and and he's kind of their their the woody he's the one who's kind of leading everybody together he's just like all right first day of school we've we've got to we've got to we got to we got to bring it together for the kid man pencils are you here uh good okay uh, I'm trying to remember all of the school supplies. I had scissors. Are you here? All right, they're 
They're nubbed down, but they're here. We're all ready to go. And they get there. Lots of nubs in this book bag. Yeah, a lot of nubs. That's right. I just, I just wanted there. to say, too, uh, you, you said the pencil is uh, basically the Woody of the story. He's the Woody and of the that, story. That's interesting because there's a Sega Saturn game called Wild Woody where a pencil comes to life and has to help a totem pole uh, come back together. That makes sense because it's a wooden <laughs> pencil. I didn't even make that connection. <laughs> I don't know why. I think I'm just looking at a pencil on the desk. So, so we're at so we're at the school, right? And and the the scissors the scissors have really been taken hard over the years. You know, maybe the older sister just because you know she just had a lot of problems. She was a cutter, and so the the scissors really oh, have just been through a lot. Oh and God, so, this got dark. And so. <laughs> And so the scissors of are oh it's getting darker. So the scissors are, are are kind of the first ones out of the old school supplies to have to start getting like the early their early dementia going right. So they've got to really t- keep track of where the scissors are wandering off to. So they get to like the 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 first day it's homeroom and the scissors are missing. The scissors have gone. Nobody knows where the scissors are. The 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 erasers they they were. They were supposed to be the ones to watch the scissors, and they didn't because the, the, the erasers, they were just, they dropped the ball because they're old, and they're also, everyone's just old and sad, but they're <laughs> determined, but the scissors got away, and they, they're trying to find the scissors, so they get out of the book bag, which they've never done before. It's just a scary world, and they're trying to find these scissors, and the scissors... They, they find everyone's trying to find them, and because he's the main protagonist, the, the the pencil tracks the scissors down. He 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 just by a stroke of luck, he, he finds them in the bathroom, and the scissors are about to plunge into the toilet. The scissors don't know. It's like there's nothing left for this is this the old scissors boy. There's nothing left for me. I can't even cut anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and then and the pencil's like, yes, you can. Damn it, they're not going to replace you. Don't jump into the toilet. Then you'll really be useless because scissors get wet and then they can't really work anymore. I don't know. <laughs> At least in this world. <laughs> I'm going to do it. I'm going to jump. Don't do it. And it's this really kind of heartfelt thing where all the, the, the school supplies come together and they save the scissors and they make him promise that he's not going to cut uh, Patrick anymore or, or anybody else's skin anymore because Patrick seems like he's a really well-rounded kid. He's probably not going to cut himself. And and they go uh, kind of arm in arm into into the first period of of this school day after this crisis. So it's really the story of this past his prime pencil as they get ready to go in for one more last hurrah, let one more school year, and he's just trying to keep everything together. And the scissors are are just the the the, the thing that just messes it up. They're, they're the most depressed. He's, 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 he feels the Alzheimer's coming on, and he just wants to end it. <laughs> And, and, and they bring them back, and it's a happy ending, and they go in, nubs and all, into, into Patrick's <laughs> life. And uh, we can call it Schools Out or something. I don't know. It's going to be called nub, Nubs Deep. Nubs I, Deep, that's right. I, I want to see a scene like right at the end, after this big heartfelt like climax of this this thing, where they all safely arrive back into the book bag, and, the, and Patrick sits down at his third grade class or whatever, and he opens his book bag and he sees this tiny little nub of a pencil and he's like, he picks it up out of the, <clears throat> out of the book bag and you see the Woody or whatever this little pencil is like, I'm, fi- I'm going to be used and stuff. And then the it, Patrick walks up and we just see from the perspective of the pencil and then the camera jumps back and we see 
the perspective of the whole classroom, and Patrick just walks over and throws the pencil in the garbage and grabs a new one. <laughs> 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 we, we get one more year out of this, and then no, you don't, because you're a tiny nub of a pencil that Patrick doesn't have time for your shit. So he goes and gets a new pencil. And uh... <laughs> Well, that could be another direction, is they're trying to rescue him from the, uh, this has been their dear leader. Yeah. That's another the rest of the content's trying to save him. <laughs> right now, it's really Toy Story esque. Where now they're like the, they follow the garbage into the into the you know like into the landfill, and they're just trying to find their old dear leader. And and you know you've got your secondary kind of leader who, or maybe better yet, we're going full Toy Story. And then there's like this kind of new pencil that comes in, A and everyone's really pencil. jealous of the right. Everyone's jealous of the new pencil, and then the old pencil out of jealousy just kind of throws them in the trash, and then they have to go rescue them we're, we're just going to completely bite off toy story on this one but it uh <laughs> but that's, that's nubs deep too right nubs deeper <laughs> nubs deeper <laughs> sponsored by bumble bread <laughs> eat your fucking bumble bread <laughs> that's right you ever try to make a sandwich with an entire loaf of bread <laughs> try bumble bread <laughs> <laughs> You want, you really want to go ham? Just stick a whole <laughs> spiral cut ham in between two loaves of bumble bread. <laughs> uh, uh, well, Sean, this has been amazing. Thank you again for uh, talking shit with us here on yeah. Biscuit. Thanks for having me. Um, if uh, if people want to keep up with what you're doing and and how they can you know follow you on anything or you know see your films and things like that how can they how can they stay up to date with what you got going on uh just add me uh facebook first and last sean manos i, I post on there or um if you don't actually want to personally add me which is totally fine um instagram sean.manos is that one um i post a lot on there um everything else i mean all my projects come out sporadically on different platforms whether it be youtube or facebook or or instagram or whatever um in this brave new world we don't really centralize our stuff so um so facebook or instagram is the main thing um so yeah i guess i guess that'd be how <laughs> nice um and uh i i this is unorthodox for us but uh at some point seeing as how we live so close together uh would you be interested in being a part of making some of these films? We, we are sooner or later going to be choosing one of these prompts to actually turn into a film. And you're always welcome to, to be a part of that. If you're ever sure. interested. Like the one we did tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I Boy, mean, this, that's going to be, a... we, yeah, I mean, the sky's the limit is in, in regards to that. And then we get more talented people like you involved. I'm sure we can make anything happen, Sean. Yeah. You know, I mean, like even if we ended up just doing something like your, uh, your toy thing, which. Well, yeah, yeah we did the action figures thing. So very we the action now, and I loved it. So yeah. We... Oh, thank you. Yeah, if we, if we could do the action figures thing, we could do that with the school supplies thing. We could probably yes. do and, and just write a whole thing. And so right. yeah, we, my brother like it's, could it's... My brother's a film composer. Yeah. So. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not a matter of it looking like amazing. It's a matter of it just getting done and whatever people want us to do. So. Oh, I'm all about it. <laughs> yeah, let me know, fellas. Yeah, absolutely. So. Uh, a little bit of housekeeping in regards to that. Um, uh, I just mentioned it in, in passing, but we will be filming one of these. So any of you listeners out there, uh, given the the entire 
repertoire that we have created so far. Um, pick maybe your favorites. Yeah, pick your favorites and send them to us. You can send us that email. What's that email again, Chris? Uh, biscuit dough radio at gmail dot uh, gov. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, biscuitdoughradio at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on our social medias, Facebook, Instagram, whatever. Just search BDR Pod or um, BDR Podcast. And uh, one of the things I'd like for people to start doing um, is, you know, obviously we ask you guys every week to share this with a friend, somebody that you love if you like it and somebody that you hate if you don't like it. Um, you know, really just punish your enemies with our podcast because that's we're into that um punch their penguins with our podcast <laughs> punch someone's penguins today um but also uh, uh hit us with the prompts too because pretty soon it's going to be down to just joe's yeah and i mean you know we'll keep doing them joe but <laughs> yeah it'd be, it'd be cool to have more from other people <laughs> yeah absolutely it's the well's running a bit dry so if you guys could send us those prompts to biscuit radio at gmail.com um keep, try to keep what is it what is it because i can send a few in oh uh, it's just biscuit dough radio at gmail.com oh that's easy okay yeah um if you send us your prompts uh just try to keep them you know semi pithy one to five words something like that we don't want you to write the whole story for us but that I being that. said uh if you have ideas for your own stories using the prompts that we've selected in the past um we'd love to hear how much better at this you are than we are uh, i don't i don't know if i am i'm just really really out of left field with that. <laughs> well and that goes that goes for all you listeners out there um send them to us if we find some that we think are really are rocking stories we might even read some of them uh on the podcast yeah, send us your fanfic yeah <laughs> send us all your slash fix of our different prompts um and thanks again to all of you that have submitted and have been sharing this podcast is growing uh exponentially and we really appreciate you guys sharing the love you can tweet about us if you want to if you're if you're of the twitter variety just use the hashtag bdr podcast and uh you know if you want to share it on the uh the things we're going to start doing some shout outs for those of you that are sharing just so that you can get some recognition because we do this for ourselves. We do this for you guys. And we're working together to, to put some positivity, even though sometimes somewhat dark positivity into the world. <laughs> and, it's just, it's just fun. <laughs> yeah. But uh, any, anything else we need to cover there, Chris, or. Um, oh, sponsor uh, us maybe. Spon yeah, send us money. Hey, if you, if, uh, yeah, let us know if, I mean, uh, give us some feedback if you guys want us to do a Patreon and like what kind of, uh, content you would want from that, maybe. Yeah. You know, um, we have, a, we have ideas for like more exclusive things if we have a Patreon, but we could use feedback on that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, unless it's shitty feedback and then keep it to yourself. <laughs> I mean, that's. That seems counterintuitive. You're not going to go that way. <laughs> I, I only want an echo chamber. I only want you to tell me how good I am. Um, anyway, thanks again, Sean. That was amazing. Yeah, yeah thank you thanks very for having me. Yeah. One time. Uh, so, Chris, what's our sign-off for this week? Uh, keep your fingers out of your penguins and in your dirt whistles. <laughs> Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, all right, everybody. When I'll drink done, to that. When, yeah, when you turn <laughs> when you turn this off, go ahead and punch your penguin. You have our permission. Yeah, put a put a pinky in your dirt whistle while you do it. It'll okay, I'm ending this recording. We're done. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> Bye. Right, Bye, everyone. Thank you once again, friends, for listening to BDR Podcast, Biscuit Dough Radio. For those of you that don't know, uh, if you've gotten this far, I'm surprised you don't know. Um, Anyway, thank you to those of you that sent prompts this week, our submission friends, uh, Bob, James, Joe, Tyler, and Robin, for the awesome things that you sent for us to ruin. Uh, We could not do this podcast without you, and you guys continually come through for us. So thank you so much again. Um, feel free to check us out on all of our social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, just search BDR pod. Uh, if you want to tweet about the show, go ahead and use the hashtag BDR podcast and, uh, we'll get a shout out for you on the show. And if you could do us a favor, hop on over to, uh, Apple podcasts or whatever podcatcher you're using and give us a rate and a review. Tell your friends about it. Um, we're, we're looking to expand this thing. Uh, do some more work we're talking about shooting out a patreon uh, for you guys if you want to be more a part of what we do here so uh, until then thank you for that and lastly a special thanks to our good friends imposters band for the use of our theme song sailor off of their album someone sometime somewhere Uh, it is a jam and you guys would do much better in life, I think, if you're struggling right now, to go on over and purchase some of their music uh, and listen to it and share it with your friends. Um, it is a fantastic album that you will not regret. Uh, until next week, thank you so much. Love you guys and have a wonderful day. Hey,